Welcome back to another episode. I have issues. It's your boy Vasos. This is the week of April 28th. 2021 and i'm gonna bring you with all the issues i read of course you know we got some marvel we got some dc we got some indies this week man actually got probably more indies than uh than at least marvel yeah got more indies this week than marvel uh marvel dc uh image a lot of image uh boom one boom so thanks again for listening and choosing me with your weekly comic book information and review. So, without further ado, I'm not going to waste any more time. Let's jump into the issues for this week. Starting things off this week with Marvel. Very, uh, very small this week for Marvel for me. Uh, up first, we have Beta Ray Bill issue number two. Uh, this starts out with uh, Bill, of course, on uh, on his ship Scuttle, uh, going to find Odin. Uh, so then he finds out that there's somebody else on board. Uh, so he goes and looks, and he finds it's Scourge. Scourge is following him because he got bored in Valhalla. <laughs> so, you know, Scourge is, uh, Bill's like, what the hell are you doing here, dude? And he's just like, look, man, I got bored in Valhalla. He says, you know, he goes, yeah, it's great and all, but he says, you know what the boring, he goes, why, wow, it's so damn boring? There's no guns. There's no damn guns. So I decided I'd come help you. Because I saw what happened between you and Sif, and you know, I know you want to get your uh, your power back, or you want to find a weapon that can give you your power back. And so he's just like, okay, whatever. Well, then he also finds out that Pip the Troll also was stole away and things like that. So he realizes that, well, I guess we're gonna have to just find Odin together. So they find Odin. First thing they do, punch him in the face. <laughs> Uh, or they start a bar fight. I'm sorry, they don't punch Odin in the face. They start a bar fight looking in this bar for Odin. Uh, start this fight. Odin comes in. Keg of beer on his shoulder. Uh, so then uh, Odin kind of tells him of a way, uh, another weapon that he could, that uh, Bill could find to magically infuse to, uh, to change Bill back to the way he was and get rid of, or to to cover up his horse form. Um, so that way he can go, you know, be with Sif and whatnot. That way she's not, uh, uh, she's not, uh, disgusted by his, uh, <laughs> by his horse form. So, finds out he has to go to, uh, Muspelheim, 
Uh, he has to use the uh, sword of Sitter, uh, not Sidorak, uh, of uh, uh, oh, Sarder. He has to basically use the sword of Sarder. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of how it is. They end up going to Muspelheim, and shit's kind of going to hit the fan, looks like, real right out the gate real quick. That is Beta Ray Bill, issue number two. Up next, we have Savage Avengers, issue number 20. I I enjoyed this. It had didn't really do a whole lot for the story. I mean, really, this is just the Conan team-up book, <laughs> essentially, or the Conan meets book, you know? Um, so, Conan's drinking in uh, the Nowhere Bar. Or the bar that has no name. I can't remember what it is they call it. But anyway, so he's in there drinking. And Rhino's in there drinking. And Rhino decides, you know what? Hey, I gotta go make a steal to, to make a donation to the bar. So that way the bar can stay open. And uh, so Conan decides, hey, you know what? This guy's looking for, you know, somebody to help him out. Then why not be me? I'll help him out. I have my fee. You pay me three ways. I'm good. So he decides he's going to help Rhino to help rob this bank. And of course, Spider-Man shows up to try to thwart them. Ends up fighting uh, with uh, with Rhino. And then he turns to Conan and Conan's like, huh, the suit gives you spider powers. Take it off. <laughs> and Spider-Man's just kind of like, uh, dude, you must be new around here because, uh, it's not my suit that gives me the powers. And Conan slowly starts ripping pieces of the suit off, thinking that's what's gonna... That he can rip his suit off and get the spider powers and all this. Uh, but, you know, end of the day, it was nothing really happened. You know, Conan is able to uh, distract Spider-Man. Him and Rhino were able to get away with the score, if you will. So, I don't know. Like I said, it, it was fine. It was fun issue. It was fine. Uh, nothing to get overly excited about. That's uh, Savage Avengers issue number 20. And finally, I have Star Wars Darth Vader issue number 11. Um, so this just proves how much of a badass Vader is. Because um, he takes that big old cracking squid looking monster at the end of the last issue that he was faced off with and now he rides in to battle uh, against the Emperor uh, with riding on top of it <laughs> you know he comes to I forget the name of the planet uh, it's that hidden planet that of the Sith that, uh, that Palpatine has that they show it in, in Star Wars uh, uh, Rise of Skywalker that planet so, you know, Vader shows up with Ochi, and they're looking around. They see all these, this massive fleet, you know, all these Star Destroyers. Uh, after Palpatine has pretty much killed that, that uh, <laughs> he kills that, that, that squid or uh, Kraken-looking monster. Just flat out makes it kill itself. Uses the Force and makes it kill itself. So Palpatine is a freaking badass as well, so... Vader falls, of course, you know, says, you know what, we're going in, you know, I'm going to overthrow him and I'm going to kill him. And of course, Palpatine has all these different, you know, clone Siths and things like that. And 
and different drones and or droids and people and all this other stuff and Vader's just taking them out, picking them off one by one. You know, like I said, just like a badass, just taking them all out. Well, then they get a little bit further in, and he finds out Palpatine's uh, how he's able to make these star destroyers so powerful because these star destroyers are able to destroy a, you know, an entire planet with just one blast. And comes to find out there is an entire mountain of kyber crystal which if you don't know kyber crystal is what powers the lightsabers and it's just a little shard that powers a lightsaber and this is a whole freaking mountain that he's using to you know that he's putting he's putting so much into it you know into these star destroyers so and he can feel them you can feel the i guess the power because they're alive the kybas are alive they can feel the pain and all this other stuff and so Palpatine pretty much leaves Vader with a choice he says look you know you feel this pain and suffering there's only one of two ways to to basically for you to deal with this this suffering this pain uh, both of which involve me so either way you're gonna have to make a decision about me and obviously, you know, Vader ends up deciding he's going to back off trying to kill Palpatine. So, and I know that's kind of a little bit of a spoiler for the, towards the end. But again, anybody that's ever seen Star Wars knows ultimately Vader stays with the Emperor and doesn't decide to kill him. So that was Darth Vader. That was Star Wars Darth Vader issue number 11. All right. Also out this week from Marvel... We have New Mutants, issue number 17. Fantastic Four, issue number 31. Miles Morales, Spider-Man, issue number 25. This is the start of Miles' clone saga. Again, why? Why would you do that? Nobody liked the clone saga with Peter Parker. What makes you think they're going to like it with Miles? Come on now. Uh, Then we have Cable, issue number 10. X-Men Legends, issue number three. Black Widow, issue number six. Silk, issue number two. Big news with Silk. Uh, officially got announced that uh, her, I believe it's Amazon Prime series, uh, will wrap production uh, sometime next year. So that's pretty cool. It was long speculated there was a female spider character that was getting her own spinoff and people were thinking it might be Silk, it might be uh, 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 what was her name? Arya, Aranya, Aranya. Uh, and then also uh, Spider-Woman, Jessica Drew but turns out the Silk rumors were the ones uh, that were true. Alright, and then we have the Marvels, issue number one, beautiful Alex Ross cover. Uh, then we have Spider-Man: Curse of the Man-Thing, issue number one. That is a one-shot in a Man-Thing-themed series. Uh, then we have U.S. Agent, issue number five. Modok Head Games, issue number four. Uh, Star Wars: Empire Strikes Back, the 40th anniversary covers, issue number one. And Marvel previews. Uh, number 11. 
And that was everything for Marvel this week. Okay. The train keeps on going. Okay, so now we're going over to the Indies. <clears throat> Up first, we have Berserker issue number two. Kind of get an origin story, or his uh, Berserker's origin. He, you know, every time he heals, he slowly loses uh, part of his memories. Um, but he's also starting to remember more the more he talks about it. And so they're trying to record it. You know, it says, you know, he was born, you know, 80,000 years ago. Uh, tells basically how his his village where he lived uh, was always uh, pillaged and destroyed. And, you know, that basically his village was taken advantage of. You know, they would grow all these, uh, these crops and things like that and raise these livestock. And then, you know, surrounding villages would come and just you know, gang up on them and take the shit. <laughs> and every year or every season or every couple seasons, it seemed like that's what would happen. So, you know, the parents prayed uh, to the gods to help them. And through some, uh, through some, uh, uh, what's the right way to say this? Uh, immaculate conception can means, immaculate conception means, uh, <laughs> Uh, his mother ended up pregnant, and two months later, she ha- he's born. <laughs> so, and he ages up, because he, he's not a little boy, he's not a baby, he's not a little boy very long. He stays young, and he ages really, really, really slow, but he's also, you know, they, they taught him how to hunt, fight, and all this other stuff, and, you know, he has this insane bloodlust, more or less. Uh, and he's also explaining this to the psych, you know, he's explaining all this to the psychiatrist that, you know, when he gets going, he just, he can't stop, you know, until he's, until he's killed everybody <laughs> or until, you know, he's, he's killed as many people as he can to, to calm him down. Um, but yeah, man, this was great. I, I enjoyed this. Uh, I really did not have a whole lot of high expectations for this. I figured this would kind of fall off a cliff <laughs> on this issue. Uh, purely before I read it, just because I thought, well, surely this this book can't be, it can't it can't keep going, you know. This had to be like a one and done type of thing, but no. Um, it's actually pretty good. I enjoyed it. Uh, that's Berserker issue number two. Up next, we have crossover issue number six. This is from Image. Everything from here on out is going to be Image, but. Uh, yeah, we have crossover issue number six. Uh, so we pick up with uh, Ellie knocking out, knocking that gun out of uh, uh, what was his name? Was his name Mark? Can't remember the kid's name. Uh, yeah, I believe it's. 
I could be wrong, 100% wrong, and I probably am. Um, his name, it's not Otto. Uh, I'm going to spend this entire time trying to figure out who this is, what the kid's name is. Ryan, that's what his name Ryan. So she knocks the gun out of Ryan's hand as he was uh, aiming it to kill uh, 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 Ava. But Ellie knocks the gun out of his hand, and she's like, "Are you serious? You know, you were gonna kill, you were gonna shoot a little girl." And he says, "Yes, but you know, she's out of control." Yada yada yada. And all around, you can see this huge, huge, massive fight uh, with all these comic book characters. You know, one of them, Savage Dragon. Um, you see, you know, Wonder Woman walk knock off a Galactus knock off in the very far back. Uh, different. Imitations, and then also image characters, mainly image characters, uh, scattered throughout the panel, which is looks incredible. Um, but yeah, so they're in this this freaking war. So they decide, okay, look, things are getting a little too hot. Let's head this way. And uh, well, they kind of head off uh, as Ellie, of course, sends Ava into the uh, the dome. She goes in. She's like, okay, cool. She's safe. So now we're gonna keep fighting. Uh, they're surrounded by the walking dead zombies and she, uh, Ellie goes ape shit and kills all them. <laughs> and she gets some help from hit girl, which was pretty cool. So hit girl helps her. Uh, we end up losing a character, uh, you know, from that we've had since the beginning. Uh, uh, you know, one of Ellie's, uh, close associates ends up biting the dust to save them, uh, to save Ellie and Ryan. Uh, overall, man, this was, uh, is really cool and you also kind of I, I think Ellie isn't quite who we think it is or who she is pretending to be I, I there's a reveal at the end that she's completely different and I don't quite know who it is I, I have an idea of who it who it is who she is kind of revealing herself to be but I'm not 100% sure but I won't spoil it that's a uh, crossover issue number six all right, up next we have Department of Truth, issue number eight. So this kind of has, it's a little bit backstory as far as uh, Cole kind of, it looks like the, the Department of Truth kind of had thing, had kind of had plans for Cole from the very beginning with Lee Harvey Oswald and this guy named Hawk basically helping they kind of manifested that, you know, the Starman that Cole's afraid of. They kind of helped manifest that into a real thing. That was kind of their plan was to manifest it and then to stop it, you know, to kind of shut it off and, and kill it from there. Uh, so the one thing I will say about this issue is this makes you question everything much like uh the characters in this issue are taught to or told to hey man you need to question everything you know cole has no idea you know what he can who he can trust what he needs to believe you know who's trying to help him out who's on his side is he working for the right side all this and this and uh so like I said, man, it did it did its job. It, I I'm really intrigued 
you know, a whole lot doesn't really happen in this issue. You know, they destroyed the ice wall that's supposedly at the end of the earth. <laughs> so, and they kind of explain how they've covered, how, the, how they've gone in, um, I guess, when conspiracy theories get out of hand, how they take care of them, how they eradicate them, more or less. So, that, that gets explained in this as well. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I love I love this book and I love the art style this issue is done in. It, it it gives me very very strong Sandman vibes. So I guess I, I really enjoyed it. I dig it. Uh, that is Department of Truth issue number eight. All right, up next was the runner up for pick of the week. It's Shadecraft issue number two. Uh, this picks up with uh, Zadie. She is wakes up in bed, which she's kind of surprised because the last she remembers she was being attacked by a shadow, <laughs> a shadow monster, and her brother Ricky, who's in the form of a shadow, saved her. And she ends up at home, and her parents come in and pretty much ground her because she snuck out when she wasn't supposed to. So she's just kind of like, yeah, okay, cool, whatever. And so she kind of talking to Ricky seeing kind of what he knows what he doesn't know what he remembers he really doesn't remember much other than you know almost getting hit by this truck he, he doesn't remember hardly anything after that and uh, so you know she goes to school Ricky of course has to go she's like hey you're my shadow you know it's gonna look pretty weird to a bunch of kids when they walk past me and I have no shadow so he's like uh fine i guess i have to go to school after all and so he uh, he being ricky goes with her you know there's this girl who's trying to who was making fun of her for you know ricky being in a coma and this this and this and so he helps uh, zadie kind of make fun of her she goes to see the school uh psychologist or a psychologist counselor kind of speaks with him like this and of course ricky going snooping through you know everything's like dude she has a freaking gun in her desk. <laughs> he tells her, uh, you need to get the hell out. So, Zadie figures out a way to get out uh, of the meeting, kind of tells her what she wants to hear, and ends up leaving. You know, and the whole time Ricky's just kind of like, hey, you know, you kind of said some kind of messed up things to her, you know, to kind of, I guess, get out of that meeting. He says, but how much of that was really how you felt? she was just like I was just saying that he says how much of a burden am I on mom she doesn't say so he immediately zooms off to go to his body where he's in a coma at their house and he sees them you know their mom taking care of him every day you know he's like does she do this every day she says yes it's routine he's just like holy crap you know uh, you know let's let's get to the bottom of this uh, you know, let's figure out what's going on. So they sneak out again. This time they're going back to the school to figure out kind of why uh, the counselor had a gun in her desk. So, and that was that, man. That was uh, Shadecraft issue number two. I like I said, this is fantastic. The artwork is great. Uh, the story is really good. I really enjoyed the story. I'm intrigued to see how the shadows, what, what the shadows want with uh, Zadie, 
I really want to know why they're after her what the purposes of the shadows what they actually are you know what's their role in all this and stuff like this and now what what the counselor is the counselor's role going forward so and will Ricky get back into his own body which was funny he did say that he tried to uh, cannonball back in thinking that might work <laughs> obviously it didn't but yeah Shadecraft issue number two Finally, we had Spawn, issue number 317. Not a whole lot really happened here. Spawn and Medieval Spawn are fighting Omega Spawn still. And, you know, they... Omega Spawn expels all this energy, and it causes all these earthquakes throughout the world. They're not severe earthquakes, but they register... And so, you know, it wears him out. It weakens him. So Spawn's like, hey, look, I got to take this guy out now. So he kind of goes ape shit and starts just, you know, hacking at him with the with medieval sword. And he's just hacking away, hacking away, hacking away. Finally, Omega Spawn falls. Thinks he's dead. So they go to kind of walk away and catch their breath, figure out, okay, what's the next plan? What do we do? You know, and then he, of course... On cue, Monster rises. <laughs> uh, thinks he traps them. So then they go back to to fighting him. They decide they're going to have to just they're gonna have to kill him, double team him. And so Spawn wraps him up in his chains. Omega Spawn at this point is exhausted, so he can't quite fight it off or react quick enough to slap him away. And so uh, Spawn tells Medieval Spawn, hey, you got to cut his head off when I get him to the ground. You cannot hesitate. So as he's going, you know, as Spawn slowly bringing him to the ground and Medieval Spawn draws the sword and goes to, to kill him, he gets dragged away by Plague Spawn into this massive hole in the ground. And Omega Spawn's fighting as hard as he can, and he just, he can't do it. And then Plague Spawn just drags him to this pit of nothing it appears and you know spawn and medieval spawn kind of decide okay do we go after it make sure it's dead or what the hell do we do from here and they say you know what we can't see we can't sense anything we have no idea what the hell is in that hole it would be stupid for us to go down there to follow it you know, it's stupid for us to leave it alive. It's stupid for us to to go after it. So, you know, pick the lesser of the two evils here and just let it go. And Medieval Spawn's like, hey, man, what the hell was that thing? Was that from, is that a black hell spawn? What is it? And, you know, Spawn's just like, I have no idea, man. I really have no idea what the hell that thing is. Uh, so... Yeah, I mean, like I said, not a whole lot happened. Uh, they, Omega Spawn gets kind of dragged into this pit of nothingness. And it looks like he's being sent or getting fed to. Or, you know, he's going to have his powers absorbed by... Uh, I can never say his name. Cog... Uh, Cognosti? I can't remember. It's the, the guy who trained Spawn. The angel that trained Spawn that eventually ended up betraying Spawn. And Spawn imprisoned him. 
So it looks like he's kind of pulling all the strings behind Plague Spawn and, uh, and you know, this Omega Spawn. He's going to try to take his powers and all this other stuff. So that was a Spawn issue number 317. Okie dokie. Also out from Image this week, we have The Outcasts, issue number 48. We have Deadly Class, issue number 45. We have Two Moons, issue number 3. Bitter Root, issue number 12. And Helm Grey Castle, issue number 1. Now, to Boom. Boom Studios, we have Once in Future, issue number 18. We have Firefly, issue number 28. Doom House, uh, or Dune, I'm sorry, Dune House of uh, Atreides, issue number six. Uh, Abbott, 1973, issue number four. And that was the indie books this week. One more set left. Finishing up with DC. Up first, we have Batman Superman issue number 17. I gotta say, I really, really like this uh, the story arc right now. Uh, so, Batman <clears throat> and Superman uh, in the current, in Earth Zero, are fighting what looks like uh, it's basically like the guardian of all these archive footage, or it's an archive, it's a being that archives all of uh, the multiverse. And he's basically projecting his own movie. <laughs> he's taking different, you know, this one certain version of uh, Superman, this one uh, version of Batman, and of course they've merged worlds now. And I really like how it, it looks like it's on a film, you know, an old school film reel. And, you know, they're still learning about each other, you know, Batman slowly piecing things together from his world, Superman slowly figuring things out about Batman's world, uh, and yeah, it's just, it's it's really fun, I really enjoyed it, the art is great, you know, I dig the old school Superman logo, uh, the 19, you know, the, uh, I guess the, you know, his initial logo with the crazy looking S and, uh, you know, the crazy looking S, uh, and I, I dig the old Batman and Robin uh, vibe that that both uh, Batman and Robin have here, you know the the dynamic duo, the original dynamic duo. So I enjoyed that. Uh, yeah, man, this 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 is great. I, I really enjoyed it. That was uh, Batman Superman issue number seventeen. Up next, we have Detective Comics issue ten thirty five with a backup story uh, with the Huntress. Uh. So not a whole lot really happens here. Batman kind of figures out 
well, he he finds the, the missing person that was kidnapped. Uh, Sarah, I believe Worth is her name. He finds her because she, of course, gets kidnapped in the last issue. Uh, so he goes down to the sewers uh, and he finds her body. And, of course, you know, GCPD arrives at the same time that he kind of walks in and finds it. So now they think he did it. This is all playing into now the magistrate, uh, you know, the mayor activating the magistrate and all this other stuff. So that's slowly going to play into that. And now uh, that girl, I believe her name is Sarah uh, Worth. Her her father is one of the, uh, you know, one of the Gotham elite. And he's pissed. So now he's dedicating, you know, all his time, effort, and money, it looks like, to bringing down whoever was responsible and of course now it looks like it's being directed at Batman so it's uh honestly I like the way that this is going it's a very very slow burn so far uh in this story but I dig it I dig it because this feels completely different from well I can't say it feels completely different from uh the current Batman title but uh in the same vein, it's, you know, it's not as much, it's not action-packed like uh, the other Batman, or like James Tinian best Batman. It's different. It's uh, cerebral. Like I said, there's definitely, uh, it's definitely a slow burn story. And then the backup story with Huntress, you know, it was, it was kind of depressing, man. You know, she's not a very good friend is more or less how she puts it uh she ends up befriending this lady who or this girl who walks her cat you know every day at the same around the same time in this rough part of gotham and she kind of looks out for her after you know she kind of stood up to somebody trying to steal her phone and so you know huntress helped her out so she would always just you know follow her on her walk and this this and this and kind of became her friend and you know kind of sad you know it really is like i said it, it in the story ends on a downer note man you know you find the cat but you don't find her and it's just like oh man that's that's really shitty <laughs> you know it's it's you know for for character and for story purpose you know it's great but man you know the implications are fuck that's really depressing man <laughs> but yeah that was uh detective comics issue number 1035 up next, we have Harley Quinn issue number two. Um, not gonna lie, I didn't like this one as much as the first issue. It was a little hard to keep going, but I was able to. It, it, it eventually made sense to me. You know, Hugo Strange now is in Gotham, and he's setting up his own, you know, rehabilitation for for the clowns. You know, uh, as opposed to Harley, who's just going around trying to help them. And, uh, you know, the clown that she has been helping, I can't remember his name, but uh, Harley has him following her around, this, this, and this. He's kind of, he go, they go past this department store that he kind of had a role in burning down. And now he feels remorse because he, even at the time, he didn't want to do it, but he kind of got forced into doing it, yada, yada, yada. So now Harley's fighting all these orderlies and stuff like that as Hugo Strange is seen now that uh, Harley's 
you know, trying to do good. And so he's like, no, nope, no, nope, we're going to, we're going to capture her and we're going to bring her in. And I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, experiment on her and try to, you know, rehabilitate her air quote rehabilitate. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, it was fine. It was all right. I didn't like it as much as the first issue. I don't know if it's just the art that's, that's throwing me off or what exactly it is, but man, just something, something didn't do it for me, this issue. But yeah, that was Harley Quinn, issue number two. And finally, we have Teen Titans Academy, issue number two. I really enjoyed this. Uh, I really like this, this, con- this concept and series so far. Uh, pretty much... Nightwing is trying to figure out who it was that left him the uh, the X, the red X mask. So he's kind of like, eh, you know, I'll, I'll try not to let it get to me, but I really need to figure it out because I think somebody's trying to send a message to me, trying to get under my skin. Or maybe there's some notorious plot. So, you know, he goes to Cyborg, you know, he goes to Corey, Starfire. You know, he's talking to her. He says, look, I, you know, I got to figure something out. You know, this, you know, this red X thing, it's not really, it's not going to go away. I, I, you know, it's not one, I guarantee it's not one of the kids messing with me. And she's just kind of like, well, you know, you'll figure it out more or less. And of course there's now there's a little tension there because it looks like uh, Starfire and Dick are dating. Uh, but then he tells you, you know, I have to go back to Bloodhaven. You know, Barbara called and, you know, I need to. There's some family issue. And she's like, oh, Barbara called. And he's just like, look, it's not like that. He goes, look, I just, I need to go to Bloodhaven. There's some family issue. Bad family issue. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they're kind of looks like on pins and needles there on their relationship. And then um, as far as... <clears throat> As far as uh, with Cyborg, Cyborg's like, dude, don't worry about it, man. Just forget about it. You know, we'll be all right. We'll catch it. Um, but then, you know, Nightwing's like, yeah, yeah, well, you know, I'm sure you're right. So he goes to kind of go to the main control center, and he finds Red X in there, <laughs> you know, downloading the schematics and different, I guess, files on each of the recruits and all this other stuff. So they, they put the, the Academy in lockdown. Dick chases him, you know, only to find out that he got duped and Red X went out the other way. So now it looks like the Red X may be working with uh, a certain a certain task force. <laughs> uh, or at least the leader of a certain task force. Because at the end you see the reveal of a certain team uh, there looking like they're they're the ones pulling the strings with red x so all in all like i said i'm i'm thoroughly enjoying it the suspense is great so yeah looks like it'll be a lot of fun going forward that's teen titans academy issue number two also out this week from dc we have action comics issue number 1030 uh, let's see. Then we had Batman Black and White issue number five. And Ruby slash Justice League issue number one. And then we also have one more. 
One more title coming from DC. And of course, you guessed it, it's Pick of the Week. Take it away. Pick of the week is Robin, issue number one, not Mortal Kombat. There's a reason, reason uh, the Mortal Kombat music is playing, and I'll look, you'll you'll see, you'll get the vibe as I go along in this issue. So uh, it starts out with uh, Batman narrating. <clears throat> uh, Batman starts out saying, "I could see it in his eyes the moment we met. It was like looking in a mirror. Ever since his mother brought him to me." It was clear he was going to be a handful. Calling him entitled would be an an understatement. To the role of Robin, to taking life, he never questioned that one day he'd be Batman. He's strong as he is stubborn, and there's no doubt in my mind that Damien can take care of himself. That doesn't mean he should have to. So Batman calls out to the Bat family, says, report in. Nightwing uh, first responses, nothing at Titan's Tower, Batman. And none of his former teammates have had any contact. I'm still earning these kids' trust, but my gut tells me they're not covering for him. Then Tim Drake responds in, Arkham Asylum's rooms are cleared, or ruins are cleared. And then uh, Cassie and, uh, and a spoiler, or orphan and spoiler, say all his pets at the farm are well taken care of and, and stocked. Uh, this has to be the la- his last stop before hitting the road. Oracle. And Oracle says, I'm getting zero pings. Facial recognition technology is coming back nada. His accounts haven't been touched and his Wayne Tech went cold. He's super off the grid. He's a ghost, Batman. As Batman stands in his room, he says, Damien's been trained well, Oracle. But he needed more than training. He's angry at me because of Alfred. Gotham. Bane and the Joker. It's easy to see the mistakes I made with him. Damien only saw me today, the end results. Not the steps it took for me to get there. The challenges and the losses that I endured to become Batman. Barbara responds, she says, it's like, it's like that saying, right? It only took a few de- uh, decades for you to become an overnight superhero. But Batman, Bruce, we're gonna find him. We'll find your son. Wherever he's causing trouble. And it cuts over to Damien. He's in this big old cage uh, with this group of people surrounding. Uh, with this, uh, this gentleman telling him, I know why you're here, boy, but you have no hope against me. As it's a fight, which you would think it's a fight to this, but it's a big cage fight. I am Ed, I am Sir Edmund Durance, the King Snake. I may be blind, but my strikes are deadlier than anything you've ever known. And I have spent my fortune in search of the League of Lazarus. And I will not have a child get in my way when I am so close. I have fought little birds like you before. 
You don't smell the same as them. They all reek the fear. But you, you're the son of the bat, are you not? As he continues striking at Damien and Damien dodging and blocking his uh, attacks. He says, I've heard whispers in the dark about you. Both sides of your family have fallen from grace recently, yes? How about I offer you a way out of this foolish endeavor? If you throw in the towel now, I'll go easy on you. Save face? What do you say? Come on! Answer me! Damien responds, Fine. And Damien just runs up and knees him right in the face. <laughs> Damien says, Your tattoo is stupid, and you know nothing of me or my family. <laughs> As Damien pounds uh, King Snake into the ground, the referee calls a knockout, and the crowd goes crazy. Damien says, Eh, too easy. As the referee raises his hand, calls him the winner, the uh, promoter comes up and says, you know, if you killed him, I would have doubled it, kid. Damien kind of looks at him like, huh, well, whatever. And then he runs off with people asking, who is that kid? Then Damien looks like he's reading one of his uh, little books. A little, uh, I guess it's a little black and white manga that he's reading. <laughs> As he's, uh, he looks at it, I guess for, to remind himself that he's still, you know, a child. He says, come on, Hannah, you must have a plan. And then a voice behind, uh, Damien says, is this the mystery you were expecting? You choose to hide from your father in some of the farthest, most nefarious reaches of the world and involve yourself in brutal and illegal fights in search of the League of Lazarus. But you chose to fight King Snake for a reason, to humiliate him. Is it because he's is Bane's father? Damien responds, don't get it twisted. This was no act of revenge. They set up this fight. He was just next in line. As a homeless family walks by, says, can anyone spare something to help my family? And uh, the voice behind him appears to be Alfred. Uh, behind Damien, that is. Alfred says, And this is how you wish to live your life from now, on the run? Damien says, Father did this once. Lived on his own terms. Trained, traveled, and you approved then. Alfred says, I did no such thing, Master Damien. I had no choice but to be supported. Just as I supported you when you chose to be Robin. But I hesitate to ask. Do you know who you are now? Damien says, I will find the League of Lazarus tournament. I will win and find out why my mother and father kept it from me. I know that, just as I know. You and this guilt trip are not real, Pennyworth. And then the illusion disappears. This is about time. The man reaches over, hands him a token, says, you earned it. This, is, this marker grants you access to the League of Lazarus tournament. By accepting this, you accept the rules. Damien says, whose rules? The guy groans and says, just be on the boat in 15 minutes. If not, if you're not, you forfeit. Damien packs, uh, puts his books back in his bag and says, huh, not a chance. The man walks, different. the homeless man walks by and says, please, please. And Damien hands him his winnings as the family celebrates. <clears throat> now on the boat, 
you hear a voice says, who did you fight to get a marker? Man says, bronze tiger. Woman says, did you cheat? Just only way to still beat him, but I still got the marker. And she says, the secret society paid off Shiva, so I only had to fight Richard Dragon to earn a spot. Another girl says, hey, who's the kid? They don't have an age limit? The boy says, I, I don't know Black Swan. He looks familiar, but it looks like the storm is letting up. Another boy says, fighters, once on the island, you do not leave the island until the competition is over. Communication with the outside world is forbidden. Any attempts will result in punishment. Welcome to Lazarus Island. We have uh, more different fighters standing on the, uh, which looks like Hawk. It says, well, looky here. New fighters have arrived. You got to be kidding me. You got to be effing kidding me. The guy tells him, do you know him? And what looks like Ravenger says, oh, no. Hey, kid, does uh, you know who know you're here? Kid. As Damien walks by, uh, which looks like Rose, he looks over at this other uh, Deathstroke-looking uh, girl. He says, yeah, nice copyright infringement. You say, name's Respawn. I'm going to be I'm going to be why you regret coming here. And he says, the son of the bat is your biggest competition, Hawk. Be patient. And then one of the characters puts it and says, hey, it looks like things are about to kick off. As up walks Mother Soul. She says, greetings, I am Mother Soul and I am your host for this tournament. Once every hundred years, the League of Lazarus gathers the best fighters in the world. Those who are willing to become living legends. Each of you has earned your opportunity to reap the rewards of Lazarus Island. This place may appear to be paradise but it is the greatest battle arena in the world. I warn you against any fraternization. I've seen how much it hurts, or I've seen how much making friends hurts a fighter here. That being said, you have made it this far. It is safe to assume you're aware of the rules. Then Damien chimes in, you talk too much. All this chit chat is a waste of time. I came here to fight, so let's fight. Ravenger kind of says, chill, little bird. You need to stop and listen, okay? There's things going on here that, that I don't think you know about. And and Robin cuts her off and says, easy, Ravenger. I am Robin, son of the bat. And my mother is the deadliest woman alive. My grandfather is the immortal Ra's al Ghul. Demon blood runs through my veins. I have done and seen more in my 14 years than all of you combined. So, would you rather take me on one at a time or all at once? Mother Soul laughs. She says, I had hoped we'd, we'd sit down and break bread before the fighting began in earnest. But who am I to turn down dinner and a show? This young Robin has stepped forward. Any takers? You hear a voice say, I call dibs. As this girl steps forward, she says, Call me Flatline, like the one you're about to have. And her and Damien begin exchanging strikes. Damien says, why do all fighters use Banner to hide their fear? As he strikes her in the face, she says, huh, nice move as she uh, wipes the blood off of her mouth. Robin says, I was trained by some of the greatest fighters ever to live. 
flatline says, and I was trained by some of the greatest fighters ever to die. Absorb their defeats and learn from them. And I predict that is your weakness. Damien says, I have no weakness. Flatline says, the word on the street is that Batman always wins. It's hard to be trained by someone who, who has never truly tasted defeat. Robin laughs says, perhaps after you lose today, you can tell me about it. After I finish you... As she blocks his uh, his knee strike, he's, what? And then Flatline says, I don't think you know rule number one in the tournament. On Lazarus Island, we fight to the death. As she pulls out Robin's heart. Mother Soul says, one down. Damien says, but <coughs> I'm <coughs> dead. And that's how the issue ends. Holy shit. That's uh, Robin, issue number one by Joshua Williamson. This is pick of the week for uh, April 28th, 2021. Dude, this was great. I did not see this ending coming. Ah, uh, yeah, man, it's great. I, I, I really enjoyed this. The art is fantastic. Ah, uh, I like how, how Damien's kind of getting, uh, you know, he had his moment to shine, and now he's kind of getting uh, his little nice slice of humble pie, you know, served to him uh, with his, with a side of his heart. So, <laughs> that, like I said, that was pretty freaking cool. He gets his heart ripped out. So, uh, who knows what's going to happen, you know? Maybe he's not really dead. Maybe uh, on Lazarus Island you can die and not die. I don't know. Either way, this is pretty cool. Maybe he gets thrown in a, a Lazarus pit. I don't know. Um, but yeah, that's Robin issue number one by Joshua Williamson pick of the week. All right. That's going to do it for all the books this week. Keeping it in the bat family back-to-back weeks of DC taking pick of the week. Robin taking it home this week. Uh, like I said, a lot of good stuff this week, man. A lot, a lot of good a lot of good books. Uh, you know, Detective was alright. Batman Superman was great. Uh, you know, Teen Titans Academy was really good. Uh, like I said, the only thing that was kind of mediocre was Harley. You know, uh, Spawn was, was, was good. Uh, Shadecraft was great. Department of Truth, again, was also really good. Uh, you know, Berserker was, was really, really good. Um, you know, Crossover was really good. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, man, just, just everything was good. You know, Beta Ray Bill was really good. I think uh, Beta Ray Bill would have fallen into... Uh, the number three slot as far as uh, ranking of uh, pick of the week contenders. So I think the top three would have been obviously Robin and then Shadecraft and then Beta Ray Bill. Uh, you know, so yeah. And then Star Wars, Darth Vader. I, I love the Darth Vader series. It's been fantastic. So, But like I said, this is going to go ahead and wrap this up. Be sure wherever you're listening to this podcast, like, subscribe, give a thumbs up a five-star review hopefully uh, and then go to social media if you aren't haven't already on facebook or instagram 
follow. Both are at i.have.issues.comics. And yeah, man, we'll got we'll see you guys next week for more I Have Issues. <laughs>